Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Surviving Empathy Podcast. I am your host, Brian Russell of Chef Fry Comedy. And as usual, we could use your help, ladies and gentlemen. So if you could come on over and pitch in a couple of bucks and share the show with your friends who you think would like the boost from this positive, uplifting show, come on over and pitch in a couple of bucks and show us that you care. We really need the help right now, you guys. We're trying to grow. We're trying to get there. Pretty soon, we're going to have numbers big enough to allow sponsors to take notice and to pitch in and to pay for the show. But in the meantime, we're doing this all from the heart, you guys. We don't make a single dime other than tips and what you guys give. And so if you could do that, man, that would go a very long way into boosting up our morale and giving us a little extra money so that we can perfect the show and the brand. But today, ladies and gentlemen, it is the season-free closer. We're going on hiatus for a little bit, and we'll be back with season four. But I just wanted to kind of touch on what's going right with the show, what's going wrong, some of the technical snafus, and some of the forgetfulness I've had in the past. But uh, we'll talk about that, uh, and then we're going to talk about what we're going to be doing in season four and the continuing growth of the channel and the brand and everything that I'm doing for people to make this a better world. That's what it's all about. At the end of the day, Rebecca and I aren't perfect people. We have our setbacks. We have our emotional and mental health days where we're just not having good mental health. Uh, We're living in a trailer park in rural Oregon, trying the best we can. Rebecca works full-time at a grocery store. People are giving her shit all the time. It's like, it's hard, you guys, to stay positive, but we do it anyways because we want people to understand that being a good person, being a kind person, isn't about circumstances. It's about an attitude of forgiveness and of kindness and of decency and doing the right thing and to fight off tyrannical systems and to fight off bad attitudes and bad people and to replace it with good people and good attitudes and good living. That's what it's all about. Robust living. So thank you guys so much for your friendship and support and let's begin. Welcome back everybody to another episode of Surviving Empathy Podcast. I am your host Brian Russell of Chef Bright Comedy and today ladies and gentlemen we're going to just talk about the show and what went right and maybe what went wrong and what we're trying to do here. Because at the end of the day, you guys, um, it's not easy putting on a show every day, especially when you're first starting out. Because as you guys might know, um, there are, is at least 750,000 to a million podcasters out there and vying for your attention, trying to get noticed, trying to get paid is a really, really difficult thing to do. And so you'll go through all these different stages. You go through the stages of grief. You go through all these stages of uh, uh, blaming yourself. And then after a while, you blame the stupidity of society <laughs> and everything in between. And at the end of the day, like I've told you on previous episodes, it's not anything to do with anything I'm doing wrong. And I assure you, it's nothing you're doing wrong. Because at the end of the day, you guys... Uh, whether we're putting out good content or not, uh, this show is going to find its audience through time. As the show develops, we are always, always, always trying to get better, trying to improve the way we talk, trying to become more succinct, trying to do our research, and trying to put out a show that's quality and that's consistent and that's helpful, that helps people. But at the end of the day, 
we can't be everywhere at once and we cannot be other people. We can only relay our own personal experiences, you know. So as a result, sometimes um, maybe it starts to feel like we're thinking and talking about ourselves too much. But the reason why we're doing that is we're trying to show you guys that we all deal with the same problems, you know. We're all coming from the same place. We all have issues staying positive. We all have issues with self-esteem and confidence from time to time. And every once in a while, we all have a mental health emergency or at least a mental health snag where we have to deal with that in order to move on. So at the end of the day, we're only two people. Like I said, we don't have a lot of, we don't have any staff. It's just Rebecca and I, it's a two man show and uh, she works full time. And so really what it's about is trying to put out the best content we can to be useful and helpful for you. Not only as empaths, not only for the mental health uh, of of people in general, uh, not only uh, are we trying to push for uh, better clarity in our society, trying to figure out where we fit in the world, trying to look at the world from a play, an objective place, and, and really just try to figure out this life together and then talk about how we can process our feelings based on what we're finding, you know, you know, because we all see the world uh, through a, a very uh, unique lens. Each individual is uniquely special and different. And so there's never going to be a one size fits all solution. And there's never going to be a one size fits all summary of what we're seeing out there in the world. It's based on so many factors from our personality, to our upbringing, to where geographically we're living, to uh, our mental health and where we're at. Are we in a good mood? Are we in a bad mood? Are we in a good place financially or emotionally? Um, all these amount to all the different factors that build up that create the differences that we should all, you know, really be celebrating. But sometimes life gets so real that we just tend to feel like uh, the world is turning into this really bad place. And then we all get cranky and irritable and then we all shut down from that. You know, we all have this tendency from time to time to just get overwhelmed, to just get so sick of people and, and their nasty attitudes and their sense of entitlement and all the hate in our culture, all the judgment. And that's really what this show is about. You guys is yes, we're here for empaths. We are empaths, so we talk about energy and intention a lot. We talk about being an intuitive and what that entails and uh, the culture of uh, social media and being an empath on social media and what that entails. Uh, sometimes people think that when you're an empath, you got to put on, you know, uh, big old long uh, robes and, uh, you know, beads and such. And uh, while that might be uh, one person's cup of tea, that's that's fine. Um, we just try to be regular people because, like I said, being an empath is like you know you have this ability and now how do you want to deal with it? And I think a lot of, you know, some women who are empaths, they, they like to turn it into this sort of, uh, for lack of better words, a cult of personality thing where they become gurus of sort of, of sorts, you know? And that's quite all right if they're putting out good work, they're putting out emotionally honest work, and um, and and if people uh, get 
power out of that, that's great. You know, um, one of the things that it's so easy to do when you're a public figure is to compare and contrast yourself to others and then constantly trying to chase down your audience to make them happy. You want to, oh, okay, I got to do this now. Oh, oh, oh I got to do that now. And, and at the end of the day, you make yourself crazy trying to make everybody happy, you know, because um, the truth is, you guys, you know, I, I want to kind of arrange this in what we did wrong, what we did right, and where we're going from here, and who we're really for and what this is really about. Now, we've done that in general before, but this whole episode really is kind of a retrospective of the show up to now and some of the things that I've had to go through and and now where we're at and what we're trying to build and how we're trying to build it and who it's for. And uh, I, I think if you're here, you know it's probably for people like you. I mean, at the end of the day, Rebecca and I are empaths. We're passionate about the paranormal. Uh, we are activists, uh, which makes us... We call ourselves universal progressives. Um, we're just progressives, you know, um, but we're not, we get tired of the left versus right out there in society. And while we tend to lean left and we tend to agree with left leaning policies, sometimes we notice the same bad attitudes on the left as we often see on the right. And we try to challenge that, but in a way that's fair, in a way that's honest and decent, you know. Sometimes what we tend to do in our society is we become so tribal. It, it's like if you hear somebody has a difference in opinion than you, especially politically, oh my God, people just shut down because they're, they've, they've, they're, they're sick and tired of fighting with bad behaviors. They're sick and tired of, of having to argue with people that are never going to see your point or who just don't share your kind and decent sensibilities. And so at the end of the day, um, while we do tend to uh, lean left and lean towards kinder, gentler um, sensibilities, if you will, um, and we do tend to lean left in most regards when it comes to a Green New Deal and better policies and taking care of the middle class instead of just the rich like the Republican Party often does, um, we also want this to be for Christians and conservatives and people who may or may not share our identity. You know, we, yes, we're, we are spiritual. Yes, we are atheists, but we're not those kind of atheists. We're the kind of atheists that are spiritual by nature because I used to be a Christian for a very long time and I, I, I'm still a spiritual person. I'm still very much a spiritualist. Um, and I do a lot of energy work and energy healing, uh, especially back when I was a massage therapist. And so um, we're trying to find this balance. We're trying to strike a balance where we're not coming off like um, spiritual gurus. We're not trying to come off like two empaths that are perfect, trying to sell sort of a lifestyle. You know, we're just trying to be ourselves and hope that uh, uh, you guys can see that our intentions are good and that we're here to help. And we're here to try to talk about all of the ills in our society, uh, talk, but in a way that's not depressing and, and talk about uh, our feelings in a way that uh, we all kind of work together to find 
clarity in our society, find clarity in our mental health. And really, our goal is is to have good mental health and robust living. That's what we always say. We want robust living. And that doesn't mean necessarily that you have a lot of money, you know. But we'll get we'll get back into that a little bit later. I just wanted to kind of talk about what went wrong. Uh, so what went wrong with the podcast up till now? Well, if you guys have been hanging on since the beginning, you guys know that in the beginning I was super awkward. <laughs> I think um, I've just gotten much more comfortable on the air. I think my voice has improved. I've, I'm able to tell you exactly who I am and what I believe in. But yeah, frankly, those first episodes, man, were a little bit like, whoo, dry, you know. Uh, I think I've just learned to be more personable. I've learned to be myself. And I've learned really that you're never going to satisfy everyone. So you might as well just come out and say what's on your mind, you know. Be more direct uh, and be succinct about what you're trying to say. You know, just speak the truth and hope that people understand you. And if you misspeak, hey, that's okay too. And and you know because I'll I'll be the first to admit, you guys, I've made plenty of mistakes. I've made mistakes saying the wrong thing by accident, saying one word when I meant another. I've accidentally omitted entire chunks of my show notes out, like where I'm like, oh, I have it written right here. And so uh, just to uh, you know to to give you an example, on the last episode. We were uh, deconstructing Stranger Things, the TV show, and we uh, went through a list of all the characters and uh, we were talking about what their story arc is and what their uh, character traits are and and perhaps what their mental health uh, diagnosis would be if we were to analyze them as people, you know, and we went through the list and you know what we forgot to do? Rebecca and I forgot to bring up Eleven. We completely skipped her. So allow us to do that real quick right now. Well, Rebecca's at work, but uh, we've we've talked about it together, and so I'm going to try my best to speak on her behalf. <laughs> you know, I mean, I don't know how we forgot to bring up Eleven. She's pretty much the main character of the show. She's the only supernatural person in the show. But um, what to say about Eleven? I mean... Um, She's a, she, she was raised in a lab. She didn't get the upbringing that regular children had. And so as a result, she's trying to figure out the world. And so when we're looking at Stranger Things through Eleven's eyes, uh, she doesn't understand uh, how things work. She doesn't understand school. She doesn't understand uh, all the little things that we take for granted in our society. And I think that's a really cool way to show us this world of Hawkins and the upside down because we're seeing it through childlike innocence. We're seeing it through kids' eyes, you know, and that really sells the the purity of Eleven and what's inside her heart, you know. But yeah, I, I was like, yeah, last night we were sitting there uh, watching TV. We were watching Star Trek and I paused and I said, you know what we forgot to do? And I said, she goes, what's that? And I said, we forgot to mention Eleven. And she's like sitting there for a minute because it was completely out of context. She's like, huh? And she goes, oh, my God, you're right. And so we were just like, oh, my God, how do you forget the most uh, important character on the show? And so, you know, uh, you could kick yourself sometimes. But, you know, once you put a recording out, that's it. You know, you, you, you edit 
you upload it and there it goes out into the ether. And uh, sometimes, you know, we don't always talk exactly perfect. Sometimes we don't always say the exact right thing. Um, and, and that's where we really admire and thank you guys for being so nice and kind to us for, for just letting those little mistakes uh, fall through the cracks. Uh, you know, we're just humans. Uh, we're like I said, this is, this show is not produced by some company or corporation. We don't have lawyers. We don't have think tanks. We don't have a bunch of people with degrees trying to help us out. We do our own research and we try our hardest to come correct and be honest and be decent and try to sell a narrative of be good to each other, be kind to each other and be open-minded and uh, just let the chips fall where they may, you know, but in doing so we kind of fuck up and we, we, we forget things from time to time. And it was right there in my show notes and there I did, I skipped right over it. So, but I think uh, 11 story arc, you know, uh, spoiler alert for season four of stranger things, but uh, her story arc is that, She's kind of come full circle. She got out of the lab. She was very young. She was still a kid. And now she's, you know, almost a mature adult. Uh, and, and she's, she's having trouble dealing with high school. She, you know, dresses like, uh, her, her only female, uh, uh, influence, which is Joyce. And so she's got the certain dress that she, though she dresses like Joyce, she has the same hair and bangs like Joyce. Uh, and, and I find that really endearing, but, uh, you know, Eleven is one of those characters where, you know, she is trying to come up in the world and trying to find her place and she's made a bunch of friends. And, uh, and I think her story arc really is uh, twofold. There's the story arc of her with her friends and where that's going to lead. And then it's basically, I, I really do feel like they're setting it up where it's kind of like the story with. Uh, Neo in the Matrix, where there's an equal and opposite. You know, uh, he was the the one, and uh, there's a polar opposite to that, which is you know, Mister Andrew or Agent uh, Smith. And so I think the way they're trying to set it up is that she, you know, banished Creel to uh, the other side. She 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 she, she kind of uh, psychically attacked him so hard that he kind of smushed into goo. And created a portal to the upside down, and uh, and then he was sort of recognized for his lacking of humanity. He's kind of pure evil. He he just has nothing but contempt for humanity and our customs and ways. And so he kind of turned in the his his outside turned into what he has on the inside, which is ugly and dried up, and you know all that. And so I think she is. She represents the light, whereas Creel and the Upside Down represent the darkness. And uh, so, yeah, I believe love and light is her story arc. She's going to come full circle into understanding her powers, getting her powers back fully, and defeating the forces of evil. And as far as her fitting into the world, uh, she's just trying to make amends. Because before the last episode of uh, Season 4... She really thought that she killed all those kids in the lab. And now that she knows that she didn't, uh, hopefully she'll be able to get over her grief and uh, she can start making amends with uh, what she thought she had done wrong, which was to kill all these kids when she didn't. That was Creel. That was his doing. And then also, uh, uh, I have a feeling that her story arc, she's going to have to learn who 
her mother was and where her mother was and hopefully reunite with her and have some kind of closure there. So that's pretty much the whole story arc of Eleven. There's probably more to say about it if I had Rebecca here. But at the end of the day, um, she, she uh, you know, she helped to, uh, I don't think she created the Upside Down, but she helped to send Creel to it. And, uh, and I feel like uh, her arc is to, at the end, uh, save the day. She will be the main central figure in uh, uh, hopefully uh, closing the gateway forever to the upside down or, or, or eradicating it uh, to altogether. But uh, anyways, I just wanted to throw that out there because I couldn't believe we missed 11. I was like, oh, my God, you know, speaking of making mistakes, geesh. And that's the thing, you guys, is like you got to forgive us. Um, I have fibromyalgia. I get chronic pain a lot. Uh, I am a fitness runner. I am a former radio personality. So I have experienced all this. But at the same time, you know, uh, we're just people. We don't have the production value of a radio station. And uh, so like season one, uh, I bought this brand new Dell computer and uh, I was at first loving it. And then all of a sudden we started noticing audio issues with it. And so after month, after month, after month of dealing with Dell and the troubleshooting, they finally said they were going to replace the unit with a new computer, the same one. And we're like, okay, great. And then month after month after month went by again where nothing happened. I kept getting on them. Hey, what's going on? And uh, they were having supply chain issues and all these shortages. And so finally, I just had it with these people. I'd, I had finally made an order to get it replaced and uh, it got kicked out of a production twice and i was just like oh god you're killing me here so at the end of the day i finally settled with them they finally gave me my money back and i took that money and i went over to best buy and I, and and i uh well i didn't go there it was during the pandemic but i i went to bestbuy.com and i bought this acer aspire and it's been great no problems at all worked perfect straight out of the box and that is refreshing you might also notice that we've had some audio issues too. So not only did we have some sound issues that were coming from uh, the, the the processor in my computer on the former computer that was in season one, but we were also having uh, certain issues that we wanted to tap down, such as uh, echo and certain reverb and such and sibilance. And so uh, through the course of uh, season one and season two and season three, uh, we're finally at the end of season three, and uh, you know I have purchased two uh, USB microphones through Blue. They're Blue Yeti X microphones, and they're wonderful. Uh, there is a certain issue I'm having with it, and I'll tell you about that in a second. But then we also we we put up uh, all this uh, uh, really nice-looking uh, uh, soundproofing panels uh, up around the podcast desk, so that looks really nice. And then we finally made it perfect where, you know, I got a little neon alien light that I could hang up right here. And so uh, finally, we're, we because we were having a lot of issues, we didn't know it at the time, but I have a, a lamp right here that when you talk, especially when I talk louder, uh, it, it would give this ringing effect. It's kind of one of those desk lamps that has the open metal design. And so my voice would go in there and it would... Uh, reverberate and come out sounding kind of uh, like this tinny sound. And I didn't know where that was coming from. And so finally I put some padding, a padding on the, the lamp itself 
and uh, I, I put a piece of foam over it so we don't uh, have that problem anymore. And so finally, uh, I, I feel like we finally got a place where the sound is neutral. We're not getting a lot of reverb. We're not getting a lot of problems. Uh, but we are still having one issue, and that is this. Um, when you buy a brand new microphone, uh, you'll start doing research out there, and you're like, well, what? which one should I get? There's so many kinds, you know. And as you do your research, you go on YouTube, you go on the Internet, you're, you're looking at all these different websites, trying to find uh, – whenever I t look for a new product, no matter what it is, whether it be a computer or a webcam or whatever I need – um, I always go on the internet and I look for, you know, I'll like say, like, for example, I just bought a new webcam because I'm starting to get into YouTubing and uh, I wanted to have a webcam just in case like popcorn planet or someone where we can have guests on through video conference calls and things like that. And so I bought this brand new webcam. So all I do in, in the beginning is I just go on Google and I Google, uh, you know, you put things like which webcam do YouTubers use and then uh, things like, um, you know, top webcams under $100 or something like that. And, and, and as you do your research, no matter where you go, you decide based on uh, repeatable evidence, just like with the paranormal. When you have repeatable results, oh, I keep seeing this one over and over and over again. It must be a good one. And then once I've narrowed it down to three to five of the best ones for the price, I just go and look at YouTube videos about it and see what people like and dislike about it. And at the end of the day, uh, I choose the best bang for the buck, you know, and that's what I do. So when it comes to these microphones, the Blue Yeti X microphones, they were all over the Internet. They're all over the YouTube world. A lot of Twitch streamers and YouTubers use them. And it is a really good microphone because it has a built-in gain knob on it, and that allows you to turn up and down the volume so that you uh, eliminate some of the external sounds around you. So say you have uh, someone in the next room watching TV or you have people knocking around outside, um, I'm able to turn the gain knob down to where you hopefully don't hear much of that. And so that's really helped a lot with the sound quality as well. But the one thing I really noticed uh, over time was uh, the first thing I noticed is that, um, you know, because I come from the radio world where we use what's called XLR microphones and XLR microphones are just your standard ones. They have a round plug and uh, you plug it into a mixing board. And then from there, you can, you know, play around with the dials to uh, perfect your sound. Well, the one thing I didn't know about USB microphones because I, I I figured well my computer has USB ports therefore I must need a USB microphone right and it just felt like common sense and so um, as I was being influenced by all of these YouTubers and different websites I decided to go with the USB microphone versus the XLR because then it wouldn't require an external uh, a mixing board that would cost more money you know. But the one thing they don't tell you, ladies and gentlemen, is they don't tell you that um, you can plug in two microphones into a single computer so long as you have enough USB ports. But but uh, when you go into a recording app or also called a DAW, that's a digital audio workstation, I use Audacity because it's simple and it's free and it's I love its simplicity and it has all these features that I like. And so I, I just have got I've grown accustomed to using Audacity because it's so easy to use. 
Because when you start going and looking out at other DAWs or digital audio workstations, you notice that a lot of them are very complicated. They're super complex. And you're just like, oh, my God, you know, it's because a lot of them are, you know, made for uh, recording music, you know. And so you just have all these superfluous things you don't need and you get overwhelmed and it really starts to overwhelm your senses. You're like, oh, God, there's too much here. And then some of them are also just not intuitive. They're just so many features and so reach feature thick and they're they're not easy to use. They're not intuitive. And so at the end of the day, I love Audacity. That is the program that I use. Uh, but but as you discover as a podcaster, when you plug two microphones into one computer, they don't both recognize at the same time. Now, your computer will recognize them both. They'll go bling and they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. But they won't let you record at the same time. So I'm like, oh, now what? You know. And so, again, you, you hit the YouTube and you hit the Google and uh, you look for solutions. And so what I found was there's a couple of solutions, but the first one is uh, it's called Voice Meter. It's, it's basically a, a program you put on your computer and it acts as sort of a virtual mixing board, if you will. It looks just like a mixing board, just like you would see in a radio station, except it's on your computer. It's not a real physical device. It's a virtual device, you know. And so what that does is you can plug you you plug that in to your computer and you set that as your default device. And then that way it allows your computer to recognize and record two microphones at the same time, you know. But one of the issues that has is that um, while it will both record into the same feed, when you when you click record, uh, they both go into the same feed, and I find that most convenient because when you record a podcast, you usually record on one feed and in mono because uh, there's no need for all that extra. You try to record in stereo when people play that back on a 5.1 or 7.1 system or even just a regular stereo system where you might have two speakers and a subwoofer. Um, when you put it in stereo, it does weird things. And so you just keep it in mono to keep it simple. And then that way my voice comes out, uh, either just on the center channel or it comes out equally. And that's what you want, you know. Anyways, getting to the issue though is that, um, you set up the voice meter, which is the, uh, you know, it's, it's basically a virtual mixing board and you have your two microphones plugged into the computer itself. And then uh, the voice meter starts up and then you have all these little settings, you know, that you can play with to adjust latency. And what latency is, is that when you speak into a microphone, when you hear yourself in the mic, in, in your headphones, you want it, you want to be able to hear it in real time. If there's a delay, it'll screw you all up. You, the only way I can describe it is it makes you feel drunk because you'll talk and then a second or so later, you'll hear yourself and it will trip you up. You can't record that way. It just can't happen. And so the the problem that Rebecca and I are having is that we we can hear ourselves uh, in our headphones, but we can't hear each other. And so what that does is it, re it forces me to rely on hearing her in the room through headphones, and that's just not ideal. And so we've tried playing with the latency settings. They, uh, you know, you'll you'll find all these uh, YouTube videos and tutorials where people are like, "Oh, well, here, lower these packet rates," and you know, so if you lower some of these little uh, numbers, uh, it will 
slow down uh, the packet rate so that you can uh, minimize the latency as much as possible. But I just found that uh, even at the lowest setting, you still get that feeling like you're drunk, you know. And so we uh, we contacted uh, Blue uh, Blue Yeti, the microphone company, and uh, their answer was to use a different. Uh, th- there's a program called ASIO for All, and what that is is a low latency plugin for your computer. And when you download it, you can uh, use that instead of Voice Meter as your. Um, uh, it's a plugin basically, and and and. Apparently, it works really well uh, to lower latency, and, and, and I wouldn't know that yet because I have yet to try it, but I have it downloaded, uh, but the problem is is that uh, it doesn't allow you to use Audacity, which I love. And so you read an article that Blue has you go read, and you go read it, and it says, download ASI for all, and then use Reaper, and Reaper is another digital audio workstation. And I did that, you know, I took their advice and I looked at it and I got overwhelmed. I went, holy shit, look at all of this. And so uh, I went on YouTube and I did my due diligence and I went through several tutorials, you know. But at the end of the day, it just was so complicated. I didn't enjoy it. It wasn't intuitive. And the only way I can describe it is that it's ugly. It's just an ugly computer. It just reminds me of like old DOS. It's just a very clunky thing. And so uh, if you're not happy with the the recording uh, app that you have, you know, you're never going to feel content. So I was like, okay, well, what else could I do? So I did my research and I found that um, many, many digital audio workstations will work with ASIO for all, but a lot of them are expensive. Oh my God. So uh, what we use the industry standard in radio is Adobe Audition, but the problem is, is that not only does it have an asking price of a hundred dollars or more, uh, you also have to continue buying it month after month after month forever. And I just feel like that is not not only is that uh, expensive for a private podcaster, and and not only is it really overly complex for my needs. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's just like that's where a lot of these programs are going is that it's not enough that you buy something for $200 and have it forever. They want to keep nickeling and diming us to death forever. And so, yeah, radio station, they it's a part of their main uh, framework. And so, yeah, they can pitch in 10, 20, 30, whatever dollars per month uh, as a as a cost. Uh, but when you're a private podcaster that relies on donations and you're not getting a lot of money coming in, you got to have cheaper solutions. And so uh, I've been kind of, uh, you know, just putting my foot in the water, trying to uh, flirt with new uh, apps. And uh, I, it's just I still keep coming back to Audacity uh, because a lot of them are expensive. And even the ones that aren't, uh, they're just they're too complicated, you know, and I. I'm at a point in my life where I have fibromyalgia, I have a chronic pain condition, and while I can figure these things out, I'm I'm capable, I want to keep my life, you know, easy and free, you know. You start getting into the weeds too much with things, and you have to become this expert at a program that you really don't want to use in the first place, you know. And so what's my point? Well, my point is, you guys, is that podcasting costs money, you guys. It really does. Um, now, while it is cheaper than a lot of things, um, 
You have to have two good microphones. You have to have a good computer. And you have to have headphones for each person. And you have to have backups of things. And so um, you you end up paying every month for the podcast host, which is if you've heard of Buzzsprout or Podbean or Acast, there's a, a bunch of them out there. But they charge you a fee every month just to um, store your podcast and to send them to the various streaming sites. And so over time, you know, um, because I am long winded, <laughs> uh, I am paying $24 per month because, uh, my podcast host, Buzzsprout, uh, who I've had a few issues with in, in the past, um, they charge you based on how much you record. And I know a lot of them don't. And so over the hiatus, there's a few things I want to do to try to make this podcast better for you guys. Not only do I want to try to find a podcast host that will be a little bit more um, diligent in helping me find sponsors, but I'm also going to try to find a podcast host that doesn't charge you based on how much you record. Um, I've heard that several of them don't do that at all. You just record and then they, cha- they, they charge you a nominal fee each month. And, uh, and so, yeah, the fact that I'm paying $24 a month when I have, what, $10.71 coming in? Uh, because I only have two patrons right now on Patreon, uh, it, it gets real, y'all. <laughs> so, um, but the thing is, you guys, there are so many things that we're going to do to continually try to be helpful and useful for you guys. I mean, yes, we love talking about the paranormal. We love talking about mental health. We love talking about life and activism and trying to fight for the middle class and fight for regular working people to have good mental health and good self-esteem. I mean, that's really, you know, at the end of the day, you guys, what it's about. The spirit of what we are, you guys, is to bring about better results in our society, to give people hope, to give people good mental health, and to together uh, uh, try to fight some of the uh, uh, things in our society that perhaps aren't always so good or right, you know. You know, when you see the way capitalism uh, sort of uh, capitalizes on our need for a job and uh, the way that the wages aren't going up and the the increasing cost of living, not to bum you guys out, but it, it gets real, you guys. It really does. And so when you have a pain condition like me, you can't go out and work and bust ass like you used to as a chef. And so you're forced to do different things. And so here I am. I came to you guys uh, just to to connect, to connect with my audience. You know, I really wanted to find like-minded individuals who who like the paranormal, who might possibly be intuitive like ourselves to like you know, Rebecca and I were empaths, we're, we we call ourselves realized empaths and and all that means is is that we came to a realization that uh, we wanted this to be our guiding light to be our spirituality in life. When you have a hypersensitivity and awareness to the world around you, uh, you can't ignore it for one, but also um, it really uh, makes you realize the urgency of compassion and the urgency of goodness and the urgency to connect with like-minded individuals who probably are just like us. They, they probably have a spooky side. They, or maybe you get into true crime or maybe you get into horror or ghost stuff like we do. 
Um, uh, uh, but but we we're just learning that um, a lot of good people who are working regular jobs and living a regular life um, are, fi- are running into the same problems as we are. And we wanted to talk about all those things, you know. And so we'll talk about rude people at the job site. Who's not dealing with that, you know, especially if you work in retail? Um, who's not dealing with uh, rude bosses? Who's not dealing with entitled Americans and entitled people? Uh, if you're not in America, entitled people. Just that spoiled, rotten, Karen, yucky attitude of meanness and rudeness and cruelty uh, that that there seems to be so prevalent out there in our world today, you know? And so, you know, you're going to have to forgive us when we're not exactly 100% perfect. I mean, we are dealing with regular life. We don't have a full-blown studio. We do this from our bedroom. Uh, we have what I would like to say is a bittersweet life. We We try so very hard to appreciate that which we do have. And so we really have learned to count our blessings because you have to these days, you guys, you know, I I keep saying this, but life is a zero sum game. And that all that means is, is that life is messy and there are, there, there isn't any internal fairness to it. It just is what it is. And that's really not fair. And we could cry about it and we could bitch and complain about it. And sometimes we do just to get it off our chest. But at the end of the day, eventually we have to come to this place of not acceptance, but but finding and compartmentalizing our happiness despite the imperfections out there in the world, you know, and that's really what it's about because, you know, just today I, I was I was on Facebook and one of my Facebook friends was talking about how much people suck and how much your life sucks and how much this and this. And then I finally said, hey, you know, we started the podcast from that very similar place. It's not that we're immune to it. Uh, we, if you guys have been a fan of the show for some time now, you know, occasionally we'll talk a little trash, you know, um, but we try to use it in a way that's mature, that um, sets an example and of how we have to process our feelings, process our grief and process those shitty people out there or those shitty situations uh, to eventually arrive at a place of comfort and hope and peace and hopefully robust living, you know, that's really what it's all about. We're all dealing with the same yucky people, yucky politics, yucky, yucky cost of living. It's just everything's getting so outrageous, you guys. And so we're we're just, you know, we're like, let's talk about these things in an open way uh, where we don't have to hide in shame from our feelings. We can embrace them and lean into what's going on in this country and try to find real actual solutions, you know, but we're only one person. And so, yes, we are activists and we try to vote our conscience. Uh, but, uh, you know, even though the democratic party is perhaps nowadays the lesser of two evils, um, I don't really call myself a Democrat. I'm a progressive and I'm not even I'm not even necessarily the woke progressive that you often see on Twitter. Um, that doesn't mean that I, I'm against those people. Um, oftentimes they represent my values and they represent the ideal when it comes to what this world should have by now. We should not have a for-profit uh, uh, medical system. That is ridiculous, you guys. And so we should probably have a 
greener technologies, greener jobs, alternative uh, energy sources by now. But what happens is, you guys, is all regressive systems, the status quo of the fossil fuel industry, the status quo of a lot of very wealthy powers like Fox News, no offense, uh, can can dissuade us and 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 trick us into thinking uh, uh, to 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 fight against our own best interests, if you will, you know. And while I've told you, my best friend is a Trump supporter, you know, uh, I am not anti-conservative, but at the end of the day, we're fighting against any system that is. Uh, trying to lie to us or obfuscate the truth or blur the lines of reality uh, so that we uh, start doing their job for them because that's what their job is. When you think about corporations, when you think about any autocratic or fascistic system that wants to take advantage of us, you have to start asking yourself, what are their agendas and what are they trying to do to us? And so that's not, like, oh, let's crap on all conservatives. No, no. But it's when you see a system that's trying to give tax breaks to the rich like Trump did and people still vote for these turds, it's like, oh, my God, wake up. You know, so it's not about shitting on the people who continually fall for this shit. What it is, is we're trying to get conservatives to be more self-aware They need to understand in our culture that we need more kindness. We need more control over the economy. We need better jobs. We need more infrastructure. And we cannot do it so long as there's a Republican Party telling us that we don't want to fix roads and bridges, telling us that we don't want to have pay raises, telling us that we should give more tax breaks to the rich. That's not how we're going to fix this society and build up the middle class, you guys. Anyways, before I bore you to death with all that, I, you know, I just, I came here today to tell you what went right and what went wrong with the show. And, uh, yeah, what went wrong with the show is, uh, from the beginning, we were having audio glitches and audio problems. So we have finally chased those gremlins. And, uh, hopefully you're hearing this in pretty good sound quality now. We've, we've put up all the insulation. We've got the, uh, everything just tuned just right. And uh, I think it's it's really helped us to have at least a good sounding show, you know. You know, I have an admission to make you guys. You know, um, when you're a public figure and you're growing, uh, if you notice, a lot of people get famous and popular because they fake it until they make it. And I just, I refuse to pander like that, you know. I'm trying very hard to tell you guys what is really going on in our politics, what when I talk about politics, that is, and what's going on out there in our culture and what some of the agendas are and uh, why we as empaths, as sensitives, wanted to come and try to help people uh, sort out their problems, sort out their mental health, sort out how to see the world in the right way, to know where the line is, you know, with everything. Because it gets increasingly easy to to fall victim to our immaturity when we just get tired of bad people, we get tired of bad jobs, we get tired of everything, and we just say, fuck it, and we become, uh, in essence, uh, we fall prey, we fall victim to the very same shitty attitudes that uh, we get tired of uh, 
of, of having to put up with out there in, in the world. You know, we become so disenchanted with shittiness that we ourselves almost become shitty. At first, you're fighting this monster, and after a while, you become the monster because you just you become tyrannical in your 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 politics. You become tired of nonsense. You get tired of deception. And so at the end of the day, we ourselves become jaded. And as we become jaded, um, sometimes we just aren't creating a nicer uh, a vibe out there, you guys. We are contributing to the negativity out there. And then it just becomes this echo chamber of anger and angst and hatefulness and judgment and scrutiny. And so at the end of the day, we're trying to break that cycle of hurt trying to break that cycle of hate. And I know, you know, it gets easy. I fucking hate Trump. I hate what he stands for. I hate his arrogance. I hate his inability to want to help. At the end of the day, he's just a very wealthy, very entitled, narcissistic man. He's a pathologically destructive force. And and yet some people fall for it. And it's like, how do you get these people to see it, you know? Why do you think hate groups are his like main audience? It's because he does not stand for regular people's values. He just doesn't. And so when you're fighting um, a movement to better the world and to, to bring about more kindness, to bring about more decency, and really just to bring about more thoughtfulness and more uh, emotional maturity and emotional intelligence, uh, it, it gets hard living in a society where the people nowadays are just getting dumber and dumber and dumber and dumber and more watered down. And uh, it's just they're falling for all these traps. They're falling for all these tricks. And so when you see corporations pulling the wool over our eyes, when you see politicians pulling the wool over our eyes, and when we start doing their work for them by buying into their nonsense, it's like, ah. Oh, how do we fight it? How do we make a, this world feel more kind and feel more fair and feel more equal? You know, that's really what it's about is equality. We want the world to feel more equal. And I love movies. I love, I'm all about pop culture. I'm a total nerd. I love MCU. I love Batman and Superman and Iron Man and Captain America. All of it. I love Godzilla. Oh, everything nerdy is so my jam. And as you guys know, I'm a huge Star Trek fan. So I'm all about futurism and how do we perfect this world and create create a world that's post-poverty, post-disease, post-famine, post-hate, you know. Uh, but it's hard because there's just too many destructive people and too, too many destructive forces out there. So that's what we try to fight, but in a way that's hopefully not heavy-handed and hopefully in a way that's kind. That helps you guys understand not to get radicalized by your politics. I I know it gets easy to say Trump sucks, therefore we have to be vigilant. Yes, and that is true. We have to vote these assholes out of power. We have to remain firm in our politics. But at the same time, we don't want to be the same yuckiness as the right when when they're just all of them. They're just becoming so militant and hateful and yucky to each other that we we want to somehow be above the influence of all that you know so when i talk about woke culture if i talk about uh cancel culture i'm trying to say uh yes i understand why they're upset but when we try to fight hate with hate uh it just creates more hate when you try to fight fire with fire 
you just get more fire. And sometimes that just burns the world down and we need more sensible solutions and we need cooler heads to prevail, you guys, you know? So what did we do right this season? Well, let's finish up first. What did we do wrong this season? You know, occasionally I forgot what I was going to say. Um, I did an episode of a couple episodes ago where I had no show notes. I just went straight to it without any show notes or rehearsing whatsoever. And uh, it was a, it was a good show, but uh, it took a long time for me to make my point. And so I think a lot of people want me to be more succinct. They want me to get to the point faster. And so what I would say about that, you guys, is the reason why I do that, you guys, is because I want it to be conversational. There's a lot of people right now in our society that don't have a lot of friends around. And so they want to turn this on while they're doing the dishes or while they're taking a shower after work or whenever on their uh, commute to work. Uh, we're just trying to be a, a, a kind and gentle agent of good in this world. And we're trying to keep it conversational. So uh, while we could make our points in two seconds, you know, be, you know, we could, we could truncate everything. We could abbreviate everything. We could be very quick and fast paced. Um, I want it to come off very naturalistic and I, and conversational and relatable. So that's why we do that. But that being said, you know, I, I feel like some of our shows have gone in, dipped into the two hour mark and above, and it just gets to be where I think people just don't have time for us anymore. So what we're trying to do is we're trying to take longer episodes and split them into two episodes. And uh, we're really trying to balance uh, our activism from our mental health and our cryptids and paranormal and empath stuff. We're trying to balance it all out. But the reason why, uh, and I've told you this before, the reason why mental health uh, uh, took the front seat is because of all the school shootings because of the uh, post-COVID uh, uh, economy problems, uh, all the supply chain issues, the rising cost of living, uh, I feel like we're just at a place where mental health really does need to be first and foremost, you know. So, yeah, that's pretty much all we did wrong because it gets exceedingly easy to blame yourself. Oh, the numbers aren't growing. Oh, it must be because of me. No, screw all that. That's not what it is, you guys. There's a million podcasters out there all vying for attention. And so that's why we really need you guys. If you care about the work we're doing, we're trying to get good enough where everything we do, we, everything we do improves. So that means a lot of things. We want to do better research for the paranormal. We want to put in more research so that we can put out really fantastic shows uh, and think critically about the paranormal in ways where we can really challenge the industry and really challenge the phenomenon in a way where we really start getting answers and we start doing a credit for the science of paranormal investigations. That's really what it's about. But we also want to help and serve the interests of empaths and intuitives out there. Um, uh, that doesn't necessarily, you know, not everybody calls themselves an empath. And so that's why I try to reach everybody to say, you're all invited into my empath tribe, you guys. It doesn't matter whether you call yourself an empath or not, or whether you are an empath or not. So long as you're a good person who's, who's, who has kind sensibilities, it doesn't mean you don't get angry. That doesn't mean that you're perfect. It just means that you, you're a good person and you try to be hopeful and you try to be kind. That's all we're looking for is to, to build an audience. And that's the one thing I really need from you guys right now is I need more communication. We're trying to reach out to you 
so so that you'll reach back to us. I mean, that's really what it's about is to build up that community where we can talk back and forth and really get to know each other and really be there for each other. That's ideally what we'd like for this show to be is a, is a, is a resource where we can daily talk to each other, uh, help each other, talk on social media, talk back and forth and build a community of like-minded people. So we we can really help people uh, to, to feel good about themselves and have good mental health, despite the fact that the world is getting more and more tragically hard to navigate at the end of the day, you guys, you know, it, I could sit there and tell you all the sob stories of the times that I burn out here and the times I'm having migraines and times I'm having fibro. Um, I've learned you guys, and I hate saying this, but I have learned that when you try to um, sell a pity party story to people, um, it just doesn't work. Um, It's not that people lack empathy, but if they don't know you well um, or they don't know what you're all about, or if they're not there in person, uh, oftentimes it just comes off as um, trite. It just comes off as phony. It just comes off as, um, you know, so what? We all have problems, you know? So I try very hard to stay out of uh, woe is me, pity party territory. But the truth is, is I really need the growth. We're trying to build the numbers. We're trying to create a service for people to have good, robust mental health, to talk about fun and interesting things. That's really what it's about. I don't want to overcomplicate this. It's really just about saying what's on your mind and talk about the empath stuff, talk about ghosts, talk about demons. Um, Oh, that's another thing I wanted to say is, you know, on the previous Stranger Things episode, I said that I didn't believe in demons. All I meant was that I don't believe in biblical demons. I believe the demons are what are called, they're what I uh, deem as uh, uh, elemental spirits. So uh, they never existed as humans. Uh, They've existed for a very long time. And why they're here and what they are, I'm not quite sure. Um, No disrespect to religion, but I, I have this tendency to believe that uh, uh, religion sometimes uses things like demons to try to sell the narrative of God so that you'll go running into their arms. And while, you know, to each their own, I have no problem with religion when done right. Um, I, I just find it to be like they're trying to make you feel broken so that you'll need religion. And yeah, we all feel broken in this world. Um, I, but I don't have religion to fall back on. I have kindness and goodness, and decency, and my own sense of right and wrong, and my own sense of fortitude to help people, that's what helps me get through. And that's why I so much want to have more communication. So what I'm going to start doing from now on, you guys, is uh, we're going to be building up the YouTube channel. We're going to be doing paranormal reviews there. So look out for that on YouTube. It's at Chef Bry Comedy. <clears throat> and then... Uh, on uh, Instagram, I'm going to be doing more of my comedy and comedy videos. Maybe I'll do a reaction video to something funny once in a while. Or maybe I'll just, uh, you know, when I'm in a good mood, I'll go on there more. Uh, I'm just kind of an introvert. And so I find myself not getting out of my myself enough. I, I'm, I'm in my own head a lot. So I'd really like to do that for you guys so that you guys can get something fun from that. And those will also get posted to Instagram as well. And another way I think I can engage with my audience more and get you guys to feel like you're a part of my empath tribe is uh, newsletters. I want you to guys, 
I want you guys to start signing up for our newsletter so that once or twice a month, I can tell you what's going on with Rebecca and I. I can tell you what's going to be coming on upcoming episodes, and I can tell you uh, really what's going on in a way that I could never vocally. Uh, I'm I'm a much better writer than vocalist, believe it or not. And so uh, those newsletters will be a fantastic way for all of us to be able to uh, stay in touch with each other. That, that's really important to me, you know, because it's it's like I said, it, it gets so increasingly easy to blame yourself when the growth isn't there. And now that it's summer, everybody's going outside and going to the beach or wherever. Um, it gets exceedingly hard uh, to not blame yourself thinking you did something wrong. But what it boils down to is summertime. Everybody wants to go outside. And so people aren't listening to podcasts as much. And so another thing I want to do uh, is really just do everything we can do to legitimize this brand and this here show. And so I've talked about some of these, but I have a list here. So newsletters, look out for that. Uh, we're going to have a much stronger YouTube presence. Uh, we're going to have giveaways and then uh, look for surveys. I'm going to be start doing uh, surveys on uh Probably Twitter at first, but I'm going to try to find surveys. I might even do surveys in the newsletter itself because I really want your feedback, you guys. We're at the point, you guys, where um, we're in in our third season now. We have 80 episodes. We're at a point where um, we want to talk more about the paranormal. We want to talk more about empath stuff. But really, um, we're getting to that point now where we need your feedback. We want to know what you guys have to say. What do you guys want to hear about? Um, we really, really respect your opinion and need your feedback to not only how good or bad we're doing on the show, but also what do you want to hear more of? We really need that, okay? And so for now, the best way you can do that is to uh, go on over to my Instagram and tell me uh, either in a comment of one of the pages what you like about the show or uh, private message me. Don't worry about it. Uh, we we talk to everybody who's kind and decent to us. Um, come on over and tell me what you like about the show. Tell me what you wish we could improve upon. Tell me what topic is most important to you. And uh, if it's none of those things, uh, please be constructive. Please don't be unkind to us. Uh, we try very hard to be kind to you guys. But do please uh, come on over to my Instagram or Twitter or Facebook um, or or if you want to even email me, I'm at cookingupastorm at gmail.com. That's cooking, U-P-P-A, storm at gmail.com. We really need your input, you guys. We're getting at the point where we don't want to start repeating ourselves and we want to continually grow and perfect the show and perfect the brand and and talk about things that are important to you guys. That's really important to us. And so, yeah, so that's what we got. Newsletters, YouTube, uh, merch. We're going to try to start getting merch and have a shop for you guys. Uh, I, I've got so many little sayings that I've said along the way. I've got so many little uh, things that I care about that uh, would make perfect bumper stickers and T-shirts. And so look out for merch. Uh we're going to try to do uh, sweatshirts and T-shirts and, uh, you know, just all the normal fare. But we want it to be special. We want it to be unique and we want it to be kind. So we're, we're really trying to spread that message of hope and kindness. And lastly, you guys, yeah, I got to finish my website. 
It's going to be survivingempathy.com. I've already paid for it. It's paid for through Google domains. Um, I just, um, I was building the site on uh, this Google uh, builder, this Google domain builder. It's a free template, um, but I didn't really like the results. And so uh, uh, give me time. We're trying to build up our infrastructure here. And uh, I've just kind of put it on the back burner because I've been doing episodes. And as you get into the weeds of all the different topics we talk about, sometimes the thing that kind of ends up on the back burner when we're doing episodes is uh, building up the infrastructure, building up the growth and perfecting our brand and perfecting our growth and perfecting all the just all the little things that go outside of the show itself. You know, so that's what we're really going to try to do during the hiatus. I know this was supposed to be a paranormal heavy uh, season. So look out for more. Uh, we're going to actually even start looking into the Bigfoot Festival and perhaps get press passes and we might even cover that. So look out for that possibly. But at the end of the day, you guys, I mean, really what this whole show is about, it's about goodness. It's about decency. It's about trying to find hope in a society that just has so many people and problems out there and really just staying in your own comfort staying in your own lane, staying in that little bubble of goodness. And if you see people out there that are bad, that aren't good for your soul, um, having the strength and temerity to do something about it. And when you see a system like ours that has a lot of good, but also has a lot of bad, um, it's really about maximizing your health, maximizing um, just maximizing uh, the the ways in which you can live your life where you can filter out all the bad and stay in your own comfort, stay in your own happiness and stay in your own lane to achieve daily mindful comfort and joy. That's what it's about. And you guys know that, but um, I can't stress it enough that uh, we just live in a big, crazy world. And we like sometimes to talk about it and break it down. Uh, Other times we like to do shows about empath stuff and what it means to be an empath. At the end of the day, what it means is that we're intuitive and we're sensitive. And so uh, we're always trying to help people. But a lot of times as helpers, we don't always get a lot of help back. And, and so I resist taking that out on you guys just because we're not growing in the timeline that we would like. Oh, and I was going to say before, you know, um, when you're doing a show like this, uh, a lot of people like to you know, fake it till they make it They're They just have this overabundance of confidence. They have this exuberance about them. And while I try to have that too, the difference between myself and a lot of people out there is that um, I am 100% an open book. I am 100% honest. Uh, I don't want to sugarcoat shit. And so the thing is, is that when the growth isn't coming, it's easy to think, oh, well, they're not growing, therefore they stink, and therefore I'm not going to listen. And so I call that the stink of death. When uh, you're overly honest about how not well you're doing, whether that be your growth or popularity, whether that be the perfecting of your brand, whether that be uh, your own emotional health or your own mental health, um, the difference between myself and a regular podcast or a regular YouTube channel is that we are empaths. We are uh, intuitives. We are trying to build an empath tribe so that we can be a kinder, gentler society. 
That doesn't mean we don't get pissed off. That doesn't mean that, you know, we're a bunch of weirdos. <laughs> I talk some trash from time to time. I can be a tough bird when I need to be. But at the end of the day, I want uh, this world to heal. I want us to come together and help one another, kind of like the Amish. We've become a very selfish society, a self-centered society where we don't understand the, the, the need for teamwork anymore, you guys. And so what happens is, is when we're drowning ourselves, we have this tendency to get very self-centric. We get selfish and we don't understand how or why should we should help one another. And so if we can start normalizing helping one another in little ways, it's going to go a long way, you guys. Um, we're living in a society where a lot of the infrastructure isn't there. It's not there. People going to school, spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on degrees that they may or may not even be able to use correctly because we're not getting the growth out there in the economy that we need. And so there's, we're just becoming an overpopulated society. And while there's all these wealthy systems out there, all these special interests trying to take advantage of us, we have to look out for each other, you guys. And so that's what this is all about is trying to build up the middle class, trying to give a voice to the voiceless, trying to be the carers, lovers, and healers, and to be passionate and to have fun. That doesn't mean we're like Mr. Rogers all the time. I mean, yeah, I, I try to be a good guy. I try to be a little bit Bob Ross, but uh, I got a little bit of fuck you in there too when, when deserved. But um, at the end of the day, we're not trying to be corny. We're not trying to be weirdos. We're just trying to be something that the world so desperately needs right now, and that is kind. We need kindness. We, de we need decency, and we need thoughtfulness. So that's what we try to be. At the end of the day, like I've told you guys, we're not perfect people. We um, are trying to do this podcast. Uh, Rebecca works a full-time job. I am trying to get full-time job, a full, or I'm trying to get a part-time job, and I'm also trying to get a stay-at-home job. Um, but also, I'm trying to be a comedian and and create a comedy album and build a YouTube channel and become an author. And so I am just riddled full of shit to do. And riddled full of good intentions. And so it gets hard when people aren't noticing and when people don't pitch in. So if you can donate to us, like I said, once we're big enough to have sponsors and once the sponsors take notice, uh, we're going to be big, you guys. And uh, uh, Rebecca and I right now, we're trying to create a brand that endures. We're trying to create a voice that is fun and thoughtful and uh, easygoing, but also intelligent uh, yeah. And it's just, you know, we're trying to get on terrestrial radio. We would, what we're really ideally trying to do right now is get big enough to where we can get, uh, hired on to XM radio or hired on to FM terrestrial radio, uh, or, or perhaps maybe it will take sh the shape of YouTube, but we're uh, not going anywhere. You guys, we are only going to get bigger and stronger. Uh, we are only getting better. And uh, while my numbers dip a little bit in the summer, uh, that has more to do with people getting busy than it has to do with the content of our character or the content of our um, podcast. Uh, we are going to continually, you guys, look out for the little guy. Look out for the, the small, uh, vulnerable 
we, people in their a weakened state, that means to people with depression, people with anxiety, people with mental health concerns. We are looking out for all of you, you guys, and we are trying to do it uh, despite the fact that we have a little bit of depression uh, and anxiety ourselves and living a regular life. We live in a trailer park in Oregon and we're just regular people trying to do good work because frankly, there's just not enough people out there doing that, you know? So yeah. That's, I think, what we got. You know, we're going to continue doing the YouTube channel. We're going to start putting out paranormal reviews on YouTube in the next couple of weeks while I'm on hiatus. I'm going to go away on a hiatus, you guys. Uh, that's just so that, you know, I get burnt out. Uh, I get creative exhaustion where I just, you know, I start, you know, losing my juice, you know. So I got to take a month off, uh, uh, maybe two at the most, but, uh, I don't know yet. I'm, I'm, I'm burnt out a little bit and, uh, I want to put a lot more time into my writing and my comedy. I want to put a ton more time into building up the YouTube channel so you guys can come over there and have uh, paranormal reviews and you can hang out with us. We might do some live streams. Uh, and I want to do a lot more comedy on Instagram and then upload those eventually to YouTube. Uh, but man, we could use your help, you guys. Please, please, please. If you got a couple extra dollars, you can do lump sum donations at PayPal, at Chef Bry Comedy, or cookingupastorm at gmail.com. And you can go over and be a patron uh, on Patreon. That really helps us. The minimum uh, tier is $3 a month. That's it. And once you've been there for, uh, You've, you, once you've been, you've been there where you've been charged three times, you will get some merch, you guys. You'll get a surviving empathy mug. So, uh, that's what we have for you guys. We're, we're going to continue to grow and get big and get mean <laughs> to quote the Sandlot. We're going to get big. We're going to get mean. We're going to get bigger. We're going to get better and we're going to keep fighting the good fight and we're going to keep talking about the paranormal, keep learning, keep growing, keep doing the work that needs to be done because, you know, at the end of the day, when you see all these TV personalities like Zach Bagans, no offense, I've met a lot of them, most of them. But um, at the end of the day, um, I don't really know whether the TV paranormal world is helping us understand the paranormal better. Um, I think some of the best work we have right now uh, is coming from really a, a very unlikely place over at, uh, 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 the Lamb House with the uh, Ghosts of Carmel, Maine. Now, Kent, Kent is a, a, a not a huge tech savvy guy. You know, he'll be the first to tell you that, you know, uh, he's not a big uh, social media guy. He's not a big podcaster. He doesn't get into the weeds with all the fanciest uh, equipment. But what he lacks in, uh, you know, tech savvy, if you will, he makes up for in really profound work he 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 he's in the trenches every day collecting evidence trying to figure out what th this uh, demon is in his basement what all these ghosts are saying to him and he's starting to learn of a, of a murder and to even solve the murder so i mean he's just doing terrific work and i just can't believe uh, how big he's grown in the last four years but we at surviving empathy podcast uh at chef bright comedy uh we're just, we're, we're trying to be good people and live the best life we have until it's before it's too late, you know, because I mean, no, we're not going anywhere. Our, our health is good. Knock on wood. But, uh, 
at the end of the day, you never know what's going to come next year. And uh, at the end of the day, it's always about counting our blessings and trying to be the nicest, kindest, kindest, most decent people that we can be um, before uh, it's too late. Because, yeah, it's just so easy these days to be a judger, to be a hater, uh, to, to, to be one of those bad influences out there in society that are teaching people to be shallow and, and act like rich snobs and such. Oh, fuck all that. Uh, we want to be down to earth, good old fashioned people that are just, uh, you know, Re- Rebecca and I are, are kind of an interesting mix. On the one hand, uh, we're futurists because we're tech savvy. Uh, we're, we're kind. We, we, we believe we want there to be a Star Trek future where we master, uh, technology and we master humanity and we master our economy and we get rid of poverty and we get rid of disease and all those things. I know sounds like too, too good to be true. I know, but, but that's what we want ideally. Um, but in the meantime, we're trying to grow this audience and that's why we need you guys to communicate with us. You know, let us know what you want more of. We really could use that. And, uh, yeah, at the end of the day, um, we're just trying the best we can to put out the best part of us as often as possible uh, before we leave this earth. That's really, really what it's about. It's always, always been a spiritual passion project for me, and it will continue to be so. But please, you know, forgive us of our trespasses. That that means forgive us of our misgivings. Forgive us of our bad moods. Forgive us if we're uh, not always putting out exactly perfect content. Uh, we're just trying to do the best we can, just like Kent over there at Ghosts of Carmel, Maine. We're just trying to do the best we can with what we have. And so we really uh, uh, just thank you for being a friend. And thank you for um, listening. And thank you for your support. Uh, if we could get three to 400 people to help us with three to five to $10 per month, we're going to be doing really good. And then once the growth is there, uh, because it is growing, we've, we, you know, we, we get little dips in the summertime, but once we're at a thousand downloads or more, uh, per month, we're going to have sponsors, you guys, and we're going to have you guys to thank us for it. And when that happens, we're going to have a big old celebration party and you're all fucking invited. I promise you, man, I'm serious. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you can get out to Oregon, but man, uh, we want to thank everyone so far who has helped us to believe in ourselves. Idris Smith, Idris, former name Sienaki, but Idris, you, my, my dear, beautiful Wiccan witch of a friend, you have been the guiding light and the 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 rock in our world uh, for the last year, uh, and we love you, my dear, and thank you so much for your support. And if we could get more people like Idris to not only, I mean, she's helping not only by talking with us daily, not only is she uh, communicating our uh, her thoughts about the show and giving us feedback on what she likes and what she would like to see. Uh, she's also pitching in at Patreon $10 per month and she's on a fixed income, you guys. And that's what I'm saying. You guys, once we get sponsors, uh, we're going to be doing just fine. You guys, and the future is going to be beautiful and we're going to do more and more work and more and more help. And hopefully by then, once we perfect this part of it, the brand, 
uh, the comedy albums, the YouTube channel. Once all that is perfected and the website is up and the newsletters are coming and everything's there and the merch and the stores and everything is all perfect, uh, then it's a matter of creating charities and services to really do good in our society. That is my ultimate goal. That is has always been my ultimate goal is to create the biggest, baddest, awesome, most awesome outcome as we can. That, at the end of the day, is what we want. The bigger this gets, the bolder this gets, the more uh, daring we become, the more influence we have, uh, the more good we can do and the more charities we can start and the more we can start getting people to feel good about themselves and getting there to be a more uh, uh, kindness in our society and for there to be a, a stronger middle class. Uh, the working people of our society, they are the backbone of our society. So if you guys could stop just every once in a while, think about a small business and support them and get, try to get out of the habit of supporting Amazon and Walmart all the time. You know what I mean? Um, we do it too. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to lie to you guys. Uh, but once when we, you know, like right now we, we buy our de deodorant at native, uh, and we're, they're not sponsored by us, uh, yet, but they might someday. But, um, we buy it at native because they're a smaller company and, uh, we just want to put our dollars where it's going to do the most amount of good in our society. And so, you know, try to be thoughtful about that and try to do your best to try to, I don't know, make the world, uh, I don't know, be as functional and, uh, pro human and pro little guy as possible. That's what it's all about. Anyways, we, we've made some mistakes along the way, you, you know, and, uh, we forget things from time to time and we, uh, you know, we're dealing with a lot, you know, we've got a lot of mental health issues. We've got financial problems. We're, you know, I've got fibromyalgia. I get forgetful from time to time and I don't always sleep great. And, uh, so at the end of the day, even though, uh, I'd like to think that we're putting out very thoughtful and interesting content, um, we're not perfect. And so I want to just thank you guys for allowing me to be a person, just a human being, warts and all, just a flawed individual. Um, uh, we will always, always, always accept you just the way you are. And that is a promise, my friends. Uh, look out for season four, you guys. We're coming on. We're going to come back in about a month, maybe two at the most. Uh, just depends. I will keep you guys informed on social media. Uh, Instagram is my main jam, but I'm also at Twitter. I'm also at Facebook and I'm also going to be on YouTube uploading stuff there. So look out for that, but come on over to the Patreon, uh, pitch in a few bucks, get yourself a mug, uh, uh, look out for the newsletter, look out for the YouTube, look out for merch, look out for giveaways, look out for, uh, the website, it's all coming, you guys. It's a work in progress, but we're slowly getting there. And just thank you guys so very much for supporting us uh, in our time of need. It means everything to us. And right now, we're on Facebook. We have a Facebook uh, where we're looking to, to raise $300 for uh, broken equipment. If you could go over to my Facebook, uh, if, you, if you need help finding it, let me know on Instagram or, or wherever. And, uh, but if you could help contribute to that fundraiser, it'll allow me to, uh, buy some XLR mics. These microphones, uh, are just not working and, uh, uh, we need better solutions. And so we're always trying to improve and we're always trying to get things better. But, um, 
Thanks, you guys. Thanks for being a friend. Thanks for looking out. And uh, just know that you always have a friend in Surviving Empathy Podcast. We love you. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye.